Hello and welcome to the Stack Magazine's podcast. My name is Stephen Watson, I'm the founder of Stack, and this week I'm speaking to Stephen Gregor, the editor and publisher of Gym Class Magazine. We delivered the latest issue of Gym Class to Stack subscribers last month, that is January 2019. So if you're a Stack subscriber, you'll already have seen this one for yourself and you'll know that it pulls together some outstanding writing from big titles like the New York Times, the New Yorker and Zeit magazine, all based around the theme of magazines. I've spoken to Stephen before on the Stack podcast. I interviewed him back in 2016 for our fifth episode. And if you search back in the archive and listen to that, you will be struck by two things, I think. Uh, first, this podcast has got a lot better over the last three years. And second, this issue of Gym Class was never supposed to exist. When we spoke in 2016, Stephen was very clear that he couldn't keep publishing this thing that had evolved into a magazine about magazines. And so... We begin this episode by picking up on that and finding out exactly what has changed since then. As ever, Stephen is totally open about the struggles he's faced and about his reasons for going back and producing this new version of Gym Class. He's made some massive changes to the magazine that have taken him right out of his comfort zone, but as he says, he's 100% okay with that. If you are a Stack subscriber, I hope this chat will help you get even more out of the magazine we sent you last month. And if you're not a Stack subscriber, but you're fascinated by this magpie-like magazine, making you can pick up a copy of gym class from our shop at stackmagazines.com forward slash shop okay that's all from me for now i hope you'll enjoy this conversation with stephen gregor from gym class magazine stephen welcome back to somerset house thank you thanks for uh, inviting me back so that I think I'm right in saying you're the first person who has been on the Stack podcast twice. Congratulations. Oh, wow, man. Uh, do I get a medal? Or, uh... <laughs> I, I make you a cup of tea afterwards, no, I feel like. Perfect. Sounds good. So um, you are the man behind Gym Class magazine. Yes. Uh, I spoke to you on episode five of this podcast yes. way back uh, in September 2016. Uh, and there's a lot of interesting stuff that came out of that episode based mainly around the fact that you were not going to make any more issues of gym class. Yes. And yet here we are with this sitting in front of us. Yes. So tell us what happened. What went wrong? How did you end up making another one of these? Well, first off, I learned the lesson never say never. <laughs> um, two years went by, flew by, and uh, I had plans to do something else that... I, uh, you know, I, I put some work in to try and make happen, but it didn't work out. And then time went by and it just felt like uh, I was ready to revisit it and give it, a, give it another go. I, I, I set this rule for myself, though, that it wouldn't be the same as it was before. Um, so, yeah, it's back. And I said I wouldn't be back, but it's different. Okay, importantly, it's different. We'll get into some of the differences in a little bit, but I, I'm really interested to know, so um, what were these things that stopped you from doing what you were going to do? So maybe you could just like quickly recap us, like what was the idea of what you're going to go on to do and then what stopped you from doing that in that form? Well, I guess I found myself in a place where I was making a very expensive uh, a very expensive to produce independent magazine 
And I thought that there must be a better way to do that. I thought that people were interested, uh, and I still believe people are interested in quality editorial content, and I thought that I was would be able to deliver that, but in a way that was uh, financially uh, viable for me and financially viable for potential readers because the, the cover price would be lower. So that's where I found myself at. I, I'm fully aware that there is a gym class, the latest gym class is sitting in front of me and it's got a £10 cover price, <laughs> <laughs> which was a real bugbear for me back then and it still is a bugbear for me now. But, um, oh, well, we've all got our demons. <laughs> <laughs> so, because back then you were talking about making a, a magazine that was a kind of hybrid of... Uh, an independent and a mainstream magazine so taking some of the like I guess design and production cues from independents but marrying it with a model that was more on the mainstream that would mean that it was a cheaper magazine for people to just pick up and and buy a copy. Yeah well I I guess I had hoped that uh, production wise there would be money saved in you know the the printing and the production of it. Still a quality project product but uh money saved there but I also thought that it would be a magazine that would have paid advertising in it and I just was not able to make that happen the cost I I did a lot of research and a lot of work trying to make that happen trying to work with people who could make that happen for me but just the cost to make that happen became this obstacle that I just couldn't get over. So you, you mean in terms of like hiring an ad salesperson? Exactly. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly that. Um, and of course, there was no guarantee that uh, it would work out. So I was going to very quickly be um, spending a lot of money with no guarantee that I was going to get any money back. So um, that put a halt to that, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Well, so the, and so in this um, new version... <clears throat> You do have um, two ads in there, so uh, commercial type have got the uh, inside and outside, uh, sorry, front and back inside covers. Yes. Um, it, did that help with the, like, the, the making it financially viable? Uh, no, well, those, those ads were not paid for. Uh, I've had a long uh, relationship with commercial type, and I'm a big fan of commercial type and, and the typefaces that, that they uh, put out there. Um, but what they, they they let me use their typefaces for free, um, and in return they get some some advertising. So that's how that works. Uh, and so then also, hence the ten pound cover price, because the only way then you're making money on this magazine is by selling copies of it and and recouping some of the cost that way. Yeah, exactly. That's that's exactly right. Um, so that's why that's why I'm back with that ten pound ten pound cover price. It would be amazing if there was some <laughs> advertising in there, but. To be honest with you, Steve, I'm just really shit at that. Um, <laughs> and not only am I shit at it, I really do not have the motivation to do it, um, which is, which is a, which can be problematic. It's so difficult. Oh, look, okay, I've never sold advertising, thank God, for anything. Yeah. But at the moment, <clears throat> so we're at the start of proceedings for the Stack Awards this year, and so I'm like talking to lots of brands about you know, hey, get involved. And this is the stage where it's like, actually, everything's possible. Yes. And like, lots of great, interesting chats. But it has to come down at some point to yes or no. And is there some money there? And I just, 
I just know how bad I'm going to be <laughs> actually doing that bit of it. Well, from the, you know, I, I don't know what, what goes on in those meetings that you're in, but from the outside, it looks like um, that you're doing something right. Um, so, so congratulations. From the outside looking in, it looks like you're uh, doing a pretty okay job at it. It's okay. certainly a better job than I'm that I do with it. So. <laughs> All right, we're going we're to leave it at that. I don't want to get <laughs> want to get any closer into the, the okay, reality of that. Enough. All right, so we so we said that there are some big um, changes to this new version of the magazine. Yeah, and probably the most noticeable one for me is that before you were art director, mm-hmm. and this time you're no longer art director. So what, what's the kind of thinking in that process? Uh, well, yeah, I doing a magazine, essentially a one-person show, is a lot of work, and I wanted to to focus on um, the editorial more so than than the art direction and design. And uh, looking forward, I want to continue doing that. Um, and, and is that because so like so your your nine to five job is you're designing like magazines and other print things for people. So the, this is like you giving yourself an outlet for something else. Yeah, exactly. And uh, uh, I, I feel like an idiot talking about university because it was so long ago. But I went to university and I studied journalism back in the day and that's what I wanted to do. It, it, uh, it's not to say that I haven't enjoyed being an art director because I, I certainly have. But... Um, there is still something inside of me that is drawn to that side of the process. So uh, when I decided to bring gym class back, like I said, I, I, it was super important to me that it was different, that it had evolved in some way, but it was also super important to me that, that I focus on the editor side of the, of the, the process. Um, so that meant approaching uh, design studios to see who might be interested in... Um, taking over that that said i did do the design so um designing the pages and um building the pages i still did all that but the creative direction of the visuals was handed over to someone else to fault studio and so so fault studio um a, a studio in barcelona um <clears throat> they make a bunch of stuff but including odysseo magazine mm-hmm. so like a, a, a i mean it's more like a book really isn't it but like a, a, a magazine of like erotic arts you can see very clearly how like their fingerprints all over <laughs> this in terms of the there's a lot of the kind of like the sexy sort of like the still life and the portraiture yes. well what was when you went to them in the first place like what was your brief to them in terms of what you wanted to get back well i, I basically went to them I, I from the outset i was like this is what i have in mind but i'm happy for you to totally disregard it just keep me in the loop um but i went to them and basically said i would like some visuals that sort of communicated the fetish for paper that um surrounds so much of independent publishing so that was basically the brief um and uh i sent them some mood boards which they pretty quickly ignored <laughs> and uh created something else that is totally out of my comfort zone uh, still totally out of my comfort zone, but I'm 100% uh, okay with that. And isn't that the part of the joy of magazine making? Is you, like, it's a, when you make it a collaborative process like that, you begin with something that's in your mind, so that, that fetishization of paper, but then the actual finished product can be like 
a hundred miles away from where from where <laughs> you started from. It's amazing. Yeah, it's a, it's it's fantastic. It's frightening, but it is uh, it's it, you know it's exciting, and that's the reason for for making a magazine, right? Uh, and also, um, like so, very pleased to say that we sent this one out to Stack subscribers last month, Thank you. Um, and so far we've only had two people get back saying. Uh, <laughs> you know, I really like this magazine, but I've got small children and I can't really leave it laying around the house. So I think, you know, look, there's some sexy stuff in there, but the I don't think there's anything that's like really, you know, there's nothing like offensive in there. <laughs> I'm glad this is an audio thing and not a visual thing because I'm going bright, bright, bright red. Um, I'm glad there was only two because, uh, you know, being invited into the... Uh, stack fold is um, an amazing opportunity and it comes with some responsibility and that responsibility is to not stitch you up Um, (laughs) and you know there were a few times when I was like shit I'm is this stitching Steve up Um, so Thankfully, I'm, I'm so happy to hear that. that, that, that that's good news. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, 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 and, and also, like, so much other good stuff in there, too. So the, the other big change um, for this issue is, um, I described it in the letter as, like, a sort of magpie-like approach to mm-hmm. editing, whereby you go and you pick stories from all sorts of other places to put this magazine together. What was it that led you down that route for actually assembling the the, the words for the the issue? Well, you're right. All the content is syndicated from other publications, and you know, amazing publications. There's stuff from the New Yorker, the the, the New York Times, California Sunday Magazine, um, Fantastic Man, which I'm a massive fan of, Zeit Magazine. Um, so you, brilliant, top of the top of their game publications, and I was of the uh, impression that there was a lot of great writing happening out there that people weren't seeing just because there's so much stuff. So the idea was to curate a reading list of uh, articles on a single topic that people may have missed and would be interested in reading. Now. I'm really happy and excited about that model. If there had been the money to commission um, the same level of quality writing with the access to the people, and if I had access to all these people, then I would have gone down that route. But when I didn't have the money to commission this level of writing, this quality of writing, and I just didn't have access to the people. So this felt like... uh, a great way to get around that. It's, it's, a re- it's a really smart approach. And actually, I think that the thing for me that, that uh, elevates it above, you know, because lots of places syndicate content mm-hmm. and it, it can be a little bit secondhand. You know, it can feel a little bit like, oh, this is, it's always that thing where you're reading a story and you're like, wow, this is great, this is fantastic. You get to the end and you're like, ah. This first appeared in the New York Times or something like that. But actually what you've done here, I think, by making such a virtue of it is that it really accentuates 
the difference between these pieces of writing. So you'll get, um, uh, what is it, the, the obituary of Cy Newhouse uh, mm-hmm. in the, the New York Times, and that runs straight into uh, the California Sunday piece uh, on Jake Phelps from Thrasher magazine. Mm-hmm. And just like going East Coast, West Coast, the different tone of the writing, the, the different traditions that uh, uh, those magazines or newspaper magazine bring to the the writing i think is it's really clever like it really um accentuates the differences between those those types of writing oh steve that means like sincerely that means so much thank you (laughs) um so much of the feedback that i get um is based on the visuals or is based on that initial sort of um, excitement or appreciation for something, but there's never really um, any deeper analysis or insight into something. So, so knowing that you've looked deeper and um, and you agree with what I've done, <laughs> that's the important thing, right? Is, uh, I, I like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I am so I I love every single article in in the issue and. Um, Pretty much all of them, all of them, yes, all of them, uh, made me laugh out loud the first time I read them because they're, they're just so um, they're just so insightful and um, they're not the, because of the, the, the publications that I've come from. They're not frightened of upsetting the person that they're interviewing or calling that person out should they say something that's a bit nonsensical, yeah, yeah. Um, which is quite rare. So. Uh, yeah, I'm, 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 yeah, I love the content and the issue, and I'm so excited about it. So although I say that uh, if I had the resources and the, the contacts to go down a different route, I'm, I'm so comfortable with the way it's ended up. Yeah. And, and you do also, like, you also add in your own kind of tonality. So, the, so gym class has always, in my mind, been associated with that real kind of like fanboy excitement for the stuff that's on the page like you you've always been like a very energetic voice (laughs) on the page and i guess like you know when you're syndicating pieces from elsewhere you can't have that but so instead you've just got these touches like on i think i'm right in saying like on every text spread there's a little thing saying the magazines mentioned on this spread are and you've got this little sidebar thing of um choice cut takeaways for the skim reader where you'll just like pull bits out for like it's it's this editorial voice that's there and very present but is allowing the rest of the writing to just do its own thing yeah well it was it's very important to me that it still feels like a gym class um that that tone of voice is is still there um so i'm glad that you got that from that there's also um recommended reading that relates to the the main article that points people in the directions of websites of other publications that have also written about Mm -hmm. this person or or, or a particular topic um and i think that the gym class tone of voice comes through in those recommendations as well yeah totally Um, and and again it's a it's a nice continuation of because gym class has always done that it's it's always been very generous with pointing people to other places and and doing other things the contents page (laughs) (laughs) let me uh quickly flip to it while uh like uh, so on the contents page because all this stuff is available online for people to read it doesn't mean they're going to or they would find it but it is all available online to read Uh, actually not all of it but most of it is available online to read um i i wrote the contents page like uh like 
clickbaity type websites. So the um, the article about the uh, Thrasher mag and the Thrasher, the previous Thrasher editor, that on the contents page, I sell that article by saying skateboardings and a winter cage of cigarettes from kids. Um, and it's that tone of voice that is applied to all the articles on the on the contents page, and I and I, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> you can see the joy. You can see like you can see that you've had fun making this thing. You can also see. So talking about like big obvious differences, that masthead, like the this like ultra gothic <laughs> version of gym class, is is that here to stay now for a little while? Uh, no, uh, <laughs> I, I don't think so. Um, I uh, I love it. And I love how uh, spiky and unfriendly and uh, hard to read it, it, it even <laughs> is. Um, I worked with um, a guy in Amsterdam who, who created that. And uh, um, I was a fan of his stuff. Um, so, yeah, I got in contact and, and he did that for me. You know, so many magazines, new magazines, don't have logos anymore. That It's just... Um, the name of the magazine typeset in the font that maybe they use for headlines inside or something. Um, and I'm a big fan of those sort of old school, you know, proper logos that are created um, bespoke. So um, that's what that is. I'll be working with a, a different studio for the next issue. And um, I, I looked after this, this logo this time, but I might just throw that open to them in the future so who knows who knows what i'm gonna look like <laughs> okay so you bring up the the future now uh, last time we spoke uh you were saying that you know you okay you basically gym class never started as a magazine about magazines it just kind of evolved into that over time yes. and so one of the things that you were looking forward to was no longer making a magazine about magazines yes. so you've made this whole new version of gym class and man it's all about magazines it's rubbish right that, doesn't make, that makes no sense and um, I've, uh, I've mentioned that there's been a few moments through the process of making this that I've, you know, got a little bit nervous and second-guessed myself and what have you. And making it about magazines um, just seemed like a ridiculous idea. But um, I'm a fan and uh, I wanted to give people who would be excited about gym class coming back something that they would be excited about so that they would enjoy. So hopefully I've done that. Um, but with the next issue, it, it won't be about magazines. Um, I know what it will be about. I'm not going to tell you. Ah. Um, uh, but it will be... The, the theme of the issue will be something more, a little bit more obscure, um, which then I hope will make... Um, the editorial mix inside uh, even more surprising hopefully I see I see so you give yourself a slightly more left of field theme in order to explore exactly. a little more widely that, that's the plan okay so you're not going to tell me what that is can you tell us when we're going to see it well the plan is autumn um, between now and then I want to do another issue of what monster which is a small um, zine about horror movies that I do um, so that's what I'm working on now and um, then there'll be the next issue of gym class. I'm, I am already reading and collating a, a list of articles that might fit the, the next issue of gym class, but I've got this issue of What Monster to get out first. So the idea then is we're, are we looking at like two gym class per year with a What Monster slotted in between? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, before gym class went away for a couple of years, it was twice a year, and that feels 
it still feels like a thing that I can that, that I'll be able to manage. And plus, uh, what monster is, is is much smaller and uh, uh, much quicker to do, so that shouldn't get in the way, hopefully. And so, so we could just we should follow up on what monster, sir. That was uh, the first issue was uh, well, it's about horror mm-hmm. um, films. Yes. Um, so we're going to stick with horror for, for <laughs> <laughs> just I'm just uh, checking because no, you never know. Well, you never know. Um, yeah. So it it uh, not dissimilar to Jim Class in that it um, picks a single horror movie and then the issue is devoted to that film. Um, but issue three of What Monster will be about Jallo, which is was this uh, Ital- Italian, fi- Italian films from the 60s and 70s, thriller, thriller slash horror films that were based on like pulp fiction novels from the time. Um, so issue three of What Monster will be about that. I'm happy to tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> nice, excellent. Um, well, Stephen, thank you again for coming. Thanks for uh, doing this and, and letting us send it out to oh, uh, stack people. No, thank you. Um, and, yeah, looking forward to seeing what this new mystery issue is going to be all about. Excellent, mate. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to you seeing it. Thank you. Okay, that's all for this week. Thanks again to Stephen for coming over and speaking to me about the magazine. I'm really looking forward to seeing what the theme of this next issue is going to be all about. We'll make sure we get some copies of that one for the stack shop when it comes out. And in the meantime, you can, of course, find this current issue, plus loads of other great independent magazines at stackmagazines.com forward slash shop. Or if you'd rather take a punt on a magazine surprise, sign up for our subscription service and we'll deliver a different independent magazine to your door every month from just £7 or €15 or $15. Uh, There's lots of information about that on the Stack site. Or if you'd rather not commit to spending any money at the moment, there are lots of ways to keep up with us. Uh, Search for Stack Magazines wherever you get your podcasts and follow us and we'll deliver a new episode to you every week. Or go to stackmagazines.com forward slash contact and sign up to our mailing list and we'll send you our emails to keep you up to date with the best independent publishing. Okay, that's enough from me for now. Thank you very much for listening to this one and we'll be back with another episode next week.